This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have arrived safely at FOB Charlie. Marnie is horrified by the slow rate of recovery. Atticus protected the Inquisitor from prying eyes, and Valentine revealed the band's true goals to his new allies. What will happen when an Imperial Commissar enters their tent? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. An exchange overheard between Commissar Lucius Yenderson and a messenger who happily was not shot. Uh, uh, yes, sir, I'm afraid uh, he's demanding. Demanding? Demanding? Well, unless his name is Inquisitor Billingberg Twelfth, he can't command jack shit. Send him some garbage food. I'll be along in a moment. As you have just finished eating your aforementioned garbage food, <laughs> uh, the uh, two guards snap to attention as uh, Commissar Yenderson um, sweeps into the room. Um, he is a um, uh, think like Ed Helms if he has if he'd seen some shit um, <laughs> kind of guy. Uh, so like you know, circa the end of the Hangover One. Uh, or uh, Andy at sea in the office. Um, so just a, a real, um, still got kind of that air of of um, unearned pompous energy, but um, uh, looks looks you know a little like like a military version of of that. Um, <clears throat> so he sweeps in. Um, he is uh, he's got his uh, commissar's cap on, which is similar to uh, the one Valentine wears. Long coat uh, up and over his shoulders. Um, he's in full dress, uh, uniform for the glorious regals. So like an unnecessary amount of, as we've established gold piping and, and other things, um, definitely not something you'd wear to the front. Um, so he, he seems as though he's, he's likely as many commissars are a lead from the back and shoot anyone who tries to leave kind of fella. Um, so, uh, he swoops in and, um, kind of, uh, looks, looks at the three of you. Um, Atticus, uh, given that, uh, there was a contract out for you and you're not quite sure how far that, that reaches, do you think you would try and, and hide yourself or disguise yourself at all? Or are you just kind of, I, I don't think I have those resources available to me. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Can't just yeah. like put my giant hand in front of my face or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so weird. That guy looks like the guy we've got a hit contract out on, but I can't quite see past the distinctive metal arm that that man also has. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so he, he looks at the three of you. His gaze lingers on uh, Atticus for a, a moment or two um, before turning to you, uh, Valentine. And uh, he kind of looks you up and down and says, uh, 
Nice coat, my lord. Why, thank you. I was trained as a commissar at the Scholar Progenium before finding my true calling in the Emperor's service. And your name is? Uh, I'm Commissar Yenderson. Lucius Yenderson. Ah, it's always a pleasure to meet another Lucius, one of the best oh. names in, in, the, in the, all of the Imperium. Oh, yes, quite. So I have a question for you, Lucius. Were you part of the uh, assault today? I imagine you're overseeing the general of this area. You seem like a very competent man. Uh, and he puffs out his chest a little bit, and he says, uh, I would seem that you have good taste in, in clothes and in people. Yes, I have indeed been overseeing the, uh, the, the combat situation. It was a uh, very successful raid today. Our uh, requisition uh, vehicles are uh, currently uh, reclaiming bits and pieces off the battlefield as we speak. But uh, yes, quite a successful day for the Empire. Excellent. Always glad to see the victory for our uh, human forces out there. Now, I do have a question about the overall use of uh, the bombardment, the artillery. Who was in charge of positioning those strikes? Uh, I uh, gave my orders to um, our uh, sort of master gunnery sergeants, uh, master gunnery sergeant uh, Jonas Raviston. Good man, Ex Raviston. Excellent. So you actually are taking command in this circumstance. Yep. Interesting. Uh, did you lose your commanding officer recently? It's very, very rare for a commissar to have uh, mixed rank. Honestly, it's uh, our little corner of paradise here. I'm kind of allowed to do what I see fit. Well, that makes sense. You know, there are cases where the colonel commissar, such as Ibram Gaunt, uh, it's been a mixed rank before he's been given a regiment. So, Sorry, Gaunt? Gaunt, yes. Never heard of, of the Sabbat Crusade. Don't worry about it. It's one of those things that you just sort of pick up when you've got a lot to read. Um, <laughs> all right. So I understand that you do have an Inquisitor already on this planet. Uh, not quite sure where you heard that. But yes, this is under the jurisdiction of uh, the great Inquisitor Billingberg. He is not on planet currently, but uh, we do answer to him. Answer to him. All right. So uh, wh what's been the struggle? I understand this conflict has been going for longer than a decade at this point. Uh, yes, sir, that is correct. Uh, the orcs are a tenacious foe. Difficult, but luckily the glorious regals are up to the task in the way perhaps the uh, Karasit weren't. Atticus snorts. <laughs> that brings me up to uh, a follow-up issue here. I understand that there is a unit within the glorious regals referred to as, I believe, the Skull Crawlers? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, or, sorry, Karasit is her name. Sorry, Laura, what is your... What is your Kasterkin. Kasterkin. Great. Yeah. So that's what he said. Uh, I had the wrong thing written down. It looks close <laughs> enough that I was like, I feel like this is wrong, but oh well. Great. Um, okay. Marnie, Marnie glowers, but um, will not say anything. Gotcha. She's going to let Valentine take this. Um, so yes, he says, uh, yes, uh, Karis, it's Skullcrawler. Uh, we, don't, we don't see her and her unit out, out this way very often. They're uh, an elite unit uh, meant for, for the heat of the battle a little bit further west of here. You must understand we're on the very fringes of the combat uh, out here on the, uh, the coast. Yes, yes, I can understand that. So I do have a question. I don't know if you've met my new companion, Atticus Viss. Are you familiar? Um. He uh, looks between Marty and Atticus, not being entirely certain which is which. Um, Ryan, go ahead and roll me a perception, please. Difficulty of three. Just confirming my perception. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's find out. Uh, two successes and a triumph. Nice. Um, 
he uh, shakes his head. Um, says, uh, no, should I? Is he like your Ibram Gaunt, some name you just want to drop in my presence to somehow seem knowledgeable? Uh, he is lying. He is lying so hard. He is fully aware of who Atticus Fist is. That's a fraught way to go about it, because if he's asking if he's met me, I'm here. I would have met him also <laughs> if we had or had not. <laughs> um uh, he, uh, think of it this way, Tyler. It's more of an "Are you aware?" Like he's taking it as an "Are you okay. aware?" So of? Atticus hasn't. You met haven't him, like no no no. But, you haven't okay. like shook hands and and been like, "Well, okay. I was gonna say bold play, sir." Like no, yeah, we've yeah. not met. It was like uh, actually <laughs> just just <gonna> full- <laughs> Well, I got a little pendant that says "Best friends forever." That would seem to disagree with you, sir. This commemorative photo, commissar. <laughs> um, sorry, carry on. <laughs> So you are in charge of the Glorious Regals, you as sole commander and general of the battlefield, correct? Uh, no, just this uh, this operating base. The the army is is vast. I just have control of, of this part of it. But the Skullcrawlers serve at the Glorious Regals? Uh, yes. And you lead the Glorious Regals? I am one of the leaders, yes. Ryan, I'm going to stop you right here. I don't fucking know Imperium rank. So <laughs> it's, it's super cool that you're playing this like, ha ha ha, I'm catching them in a lie. It's not a lie. There's a big fucking army. He controls this part of it. I don't know the the imperial oh, that's the fucking military structure. I ain't learning it for this fucking yeah. show. So he he operates this part. You get the sense that he's in charge of whatever this. I am Eastern in charge of is. the orange team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's in control of the eastern front. Cool. The, yeah. All, literally, all I was trying to figure out was just how high is he? He's not the, that high. Eastern front, great. No, but eastern front's fine because that's yep. enough for him to have some authority and theoretically no yes. knowledge. You get the sense um, that the, the eastern front along the coast is his fiefdom. He controls this part of the wall and the, the regiments that are here. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, Atticus, did you say there was a kill order out on you, or did they just start shooting? I was out in the field at the time, and uh, they just started shooting, sir. They did, in fact, have the well-known Kerasket... Kerasid Skullcrawler herself come out and attempt to finish the job, sir. Well, then, I am so sorry, uh, my my new friend. You seem like a fine man, but unfortunately there are traitor forces within your own army. Uh, the Skullcrawlers, the entire unit of them, including Kerasid specifically, have tried to assassinate loyal members of the Throne's army. I have their names, which I can give to your people. Unfortunately, they will need to be executed for heresy. Not what I want, but it's what the Emperor needs, you know? Um, he kind of looks at you levelly and, uh, says, uh, if what you're saying is true, this is very concerning. Uh, I'd be happy to, uh, hand it over to the general, but, uh, I'm afraid, sir, you do not have that authority here. Oh, that's interesting. So who do you believe does have the authority to execute heretics? As a commissar whose job is to execute heretics, or as an inquisitor whose job is to execute heretics, you want to shunt this off? to someone else uh look i don't know how you do things back on your planet uh but here we answer to billingberg and we answer to mr vicodin those are the people we answer to the general himself we answer to him as well so you want to have words with the general i'm sure you can put in a an order and i'm sure he'll see you in a few weeks when it's convenient I, I i look to valentine <laughs> i just say um i i must uh, say something even I am surprised that he does not know that you have the authority. Thank you, Marnie. That's an excellent point to make out. 
I'm confused by the combination of your belligerence uh, and your lies and the stupidity of the lies in combination with the belligerence. Clearly, you know who Atticus Fiss is. I mean, we could tell that from a mile away. Also, a man of your importance would absolutely know what's going on. And also, I speak with the emperor's authority. I'm trying to stay chipper on this one. Like, you could just see he's the guy no. trying to, like, rage behind a smile, and he's like, because I know every dark emotion just fuels the enemy. <sighs> <laughs> so here's the interesting thing. Clearly, you have an Inquisitor behind you, which means that Inquisitor and I are theoretically of equal rank. So let's say he's the right hand of the emperor, and I'm the left hand of the emperor, and you are a piece of shit. <laughs> now... One of those hands may punish you, the other may not. One could tell you not to do what the other says. That's true. But in the middle, you're still just getting stepped on like a piece of shit. So why don't we try to rebalance this little combat that we're having here socially? Where we acknowledge that I'm an inquisitor and you are less than that. Uh, he kind of nods and says, uh, these are all very valid points, my lord. Uh, that said, this planet is right-handed. Is Billingworth here? No. Has he commanded you not to cooperate with me specifically? He has not ordered me specifically to do that, no, but he did order the general not to work with any other inquisitors, that all inquisitor business must be run through him. You should know that. You are an inquisitor, right? Well, you're assuming that we all talk. You hadn't heard of Atticus Viss, and he's in your regiment. Uh, not, he's not, again, He's not assigned to the Eastern Front. He's not in the right. I, I, oh, no, no, no. I, I understand that, but Valentine doesn't care, so he could just be mean to him. <laughs> sure. As long as that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to trap Tom. This is just getting them knives out. Um, he, All right, you're dismissed. Yeah, he, he was like on his way out, and he's like, oh, wait, no, I was I was storming. Fuck. Um, and uh, he... Um, uh, kind of pouts as he, as he leaves, um, but you do see him wave to... Um, the guards who uh, begin to uh, double up around the, uh, the tent. How many guards? Um, you can just see through the flap as he leaves, um, but it would seem that um, there's a, a unit moving in to kind of actively secure the tent. You're all very scary looking people. So if things do go badly, two rent-a-cops aren't exactly who you want guarding the place. There's like an inquisitor, a guy with a power fist, and like a slab of meat. It's not like three guys in jumpsuits being like, we'll stop them. <laughs> um, so yes, um, uh, you, you can hear the stomp of boots uh, around as they, they seem to be securing the uh, the tent. Um, I guess in the, in the moments before they secure the tent, Atticus will just look to Valentine and say, uh, are we playing nice right now, sir? Well, Marnie's injured, so we don't have a tremendously large number of options. Uh, we are armed, and now we know that everyone is the enemy, which is kind of how the Inquisition operates, so I'm not entirely concerned. I don't like the Inquisitorial ties, but, I mean, if the Emperor's going to send you a vision, it's not because it's going to be easy. Then he could just, I don't know, send a message through the Inquisition. Hmm. I don't like this circumstance, and I don't like that man. But I love my job! So cheerful, so cheerful, everything's cheerful, so... Marnie, how long are you going to take to recover, if you don't mind me asking? Um, this is based on Marnie's knowledge, so it doesn't really matter. I am I am recovered enough to fire my weapon. That's Marnie, you reach for it, 
uh, and you realize that, of course, like you're you're stripped down for like medical aid, uh, so you don't have it on you. But as you you look to your pile of stuff, uh, you notice that your your plasma cannon uh, and backpack are nowhere to be found. Well, my plasma gun got destroyed, right? Yes, but you're unconscious, so this is the first you've oh, noticed. Oh fuck! It. Where is my gun? The one with the plasma. Oh, that one. Where is uh, it? It was destroyed. Uh, and then we used your backpack no! as, an, as an improvised explosive. I didn't hear anything you said, Laura nor Marnie. That's all right. <laughs> Just one regular size hand and one very large hand kind of come up in like calming gestures from Atticus uh, and just says, now, now, Trooper, do keep in mind that as the uh, as a member of the Inquisition, I believe you can requisition a new one. Should be fairly easy. I mean, as soon as we get this whole Billing, Billingberg, the 12th situation settled, do you have other guns? Yes, I do. I will Grab also need guns. to repair my armor. And I need a new helmet. I am useless. <laughs> no one is useless in the service of the Emperor. Uh, and the human body is more than enough. I'm afraid we may have to go without the helmet. I'll see if we can requisition things. I'm putting together a plan for all of us. That vacuum seal that I upgraded it with is useless. <laughs> now, that is true. Unfortunately, whatever <laughs> I can find you will likely not be vacuum sealed, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, so and then I think thrones spent. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He'll just, uh, he'll go over and open the tent and say, excuse me, uh, all of you, for lack of a better term, military police. Is there someone in charge I can speak with for a moment? Just whoever's in charge of this detail. Um, they uh, look around and said, uh, um, a woman says, uh, pardon me, my lord, did you not just speak with the commissar? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I don't need to waste his time with smaller details. I just mean whoever's in charge of, of you know, this security detail. I'm sure there's someone. Um, sure, you, you can speak to me. My name is uh, Regina Dusim. Wonderful. Regina, I do have some requests in terms of requisitions that my agents will need. Uh, should I just write up a list and give it to you to collect for us, or is there someone I should speak to? Uh and and like you can see like her face redden um with with kind of like immediate shame uh, she's like I, I i'm i'm sorry my lord and you know she's like not really making eye contact with you either there there's like kind of a and i think as an inquisitor you're kind of used to this for like the truest of the true believers it's you know it's it's not even like a priest is telling them it's like the pope showed up and was like hi i need some stuff and they're like oh um she <laughs> says um I, 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 I beg um, your and his, and she looks up to the sky, uh, forgiveness, my lord, but um, unless uh, the requisition order comes through uh, uh, Lord Billingberg, um, we, we cannot assist you. Um, he, our, our orders have been, been quite, uh, quite firm um, that all of our inquisitorial uh, authority uh, on this planet uh, rests with, with him. Uh, he's a great man, uh, just, just like you, sir. A true believer. All right, can you step into the tent? There's something I need to speak with you about personally. Me? Yes, you. Um, and she like looks to her um, compatriots with a bit of like a save me, but also this is awesome look. Um, and uh, then awesome. she she just says, um, uh, of course, my Lord. And then, uh, you know, she, she does that like, you know, 
getting to go on a date with a celebrity thing where as, as she's entering the tent, she like quickly looks to one of her uh, companions and he gives her like a double thumbs up, like a little tiny one up by his chin. <laughs> um, and uh, there's only a hint of jealousy in his eyes um, as, uh, as uh, she's brought in. Um, so uh, she's a, an Olivia Coleman uh, type. Um, and uh, again, like clearly knows, knows how to handle herself and, and how to ha- handle her weapon, but is, is clearly a bit in awe. Um, so, uh, she, she enters the tent. I'm sure you've met my companions. This is Atticus Viss and Marnie Schwarzenberger. Now, you may not have expected it this day, but it's time for you to be called to become an Imperial hero. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch-heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. <laughs> and there is a reason. Glasgow Vicodin is in deadly danger. There are a cabal of conspirators are spread around this world in places that you or I cannot know and I have been sent to save him from them. The Inquisitor cannot notify anyone of the danger, because to do that could alert the conspirators and Glasgow could fall. That is why I could not tell your commander, and it is why I risk my very mission talking to you, a true Imperial servant. We cannot be trapped here. We must escape this place. We must move forward. We must find the conspirators and save Glasgow Vicodin. The fate of this world, the fate of your people, the fate of this war, all rest in your hands. Will you help me? Um, she chokes down a squee uh, as best <laughs> she can. Uh, and then tries to like mumble it into something more military. So it's kind of like a... <clears throat> uh, of course, sir, um, I, I, I am humbled to to serve the emperor's will in, in any way uh, I, I can. Um, does this mean I, I, I too will get uh, a, a title? As a, a servant of the Inquisitor, like the great Atticus Viss and and Marnie Schwarzenberger? Correct. You will be named a servant of the Inquisition, elevated beyond your rank, beyond your duties, to a new obedience to myself and the throne. Um, she just uh, nods very solemnly uh, and then throws up and says, I'm, I, I'm so sorry about that. Um, Yes, uh, my lord, uh, obviously, uh, I, I serve at, at 
the pleasure of the Imperium. It makes perfect sense. Of, of course, uh, Inquisitor Billingberg couldn't get, get a message through. A shadowy cabal. Mm, don't like the sound of that at all. Sounds, and then she kind of leans in, like looks around conspiratorially and says, heretical. Exactly. And her jaw drops. Like she she was hoping it was, but like the fact that it is, is she's aghast. Um, Ryan, I need you to roll me either a coercion or a leadership, please. Um, your argument makes perfect sense. Uh, we're going to roll to determine how capable uh, Regina actually is. Um, like how, how much aid she's actually able to provide. So I think she's convinced either way. Now it's just a question of like how much elbow room does she actually have? Yeah, how, how how much can the sergeant of the military police get done? Exactly right, yeah. Cool, what's the difficulty? Uh, difficulty of two, please. Great. What's our story point situation currently? Story point situation currently, uh, we are sitting at one in four in uh, my favor. We're going to let that rest because we don't need to trap ourselves in hell before an escape attempt. <laughs> okay. uh, I will I will spend one just to make sure the pool is, is still moving. So... Yeah, so if you could upgrade one of those purple to a red, please. Um, I'm going to give you a boost for um, the awe of the Inquisition. You're talking to to a true believer, so this is a bit easier. Um, I'm also going to give you a setback uh, for her sense of duty and uh, chain of command, because uh, she knows this is a little bit off the books. Um, Atticus or Marnie, would you be able to help with this in any way, do you think? Only through coercion. And I don't know if that's the right move right now. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so, honestly. Okay. Martin, yeah. No. Um, Marty, <laughs> would you be trying to, like, equip yourself right now? Is that... Um, I, I basically would be trying to, like, um, wh- whatever, like, armor I had left. Yep. Just, like, trying to, like, fashion it together in some way that might protect me because I would feel very, very naked without it. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, Laura, can you please roll me a um, just a pure presence check? No difficulty. Okay. Yeah. Two success, one advantage. Okay. As you're doing this, like for, uh, for Ducium, the like the heroic like Hans Zimmer score is like slowly building as uh, the uh, the Inquisitor like tasks her with with a mission, um, and she does that thing where like she she looks to Atticus who's like you know rotating the sockets in his hand and like sipping tea and looking like a, a capable badass. Then looks over at Marnie and even though you're like struggling to get your armor on in a way while still having your arm like braced against your chest. Uh, at one point, you like flip your gun up over your shoulder, and it's just like a perfect hero pose. Like if, <laughs> if they're going to do like a join the army thing, I mean, for you, you're just like awkwardly trying to like get your arm into your chest plate. But um, for yeah. her, it's it's like a classic like you could be this. Um, so I'll give you one boost, Ryan, uh, for <laughs> for the inadvertent recruitment poster of Atticus and Marnie. Heroic dressing, yeah. Yep. All righty, let's see what happens. One success and three advantage. Okay, cool. Um, so her her actual abilities are somewhat limited, but in terms of what you're... Um, she is on side, and she will get what she can for you, as well as she can likely provide you with information about how to escape, if that's what you're after. Um, what do you specifically want from her? Um, we need... 
a weapon for Marnie because both Marnie's hell gun and plasma gun needed the backpack to be powered. So right now Marnie's down to like a pistol, I think. Um, I don't even have, cause I hell gun and hell pistol. Hell That's what pistol I mean. So Marnie's down to zero. Too. Yeah. So we needed another stormtrooper backpack for Marnie. Uh, and then we need like essentially to know how to escape and what we would need to be able to get into like the past the the lines into the city to to try to find the cabal quote unquote near um Glasgow or the cabal I know it's um, <laughs> yeah. cool um okay so you said one success and three three advantage, advantage. all right um so um she can provide uh for now um a uh a las gun for Marnie um unfortunately as as an MP she doesn't have access to like the really good shit um but uh she immediately like flips her her rifle around and uh and hands it to you uh marnie so you now have a, a las gun it's uh again in, in, like i was joking about flashlights earlier because i'm a snarky space marine player in irl um but uh for you this literally there's so little recoil and it's so lightweight that it's actually uncomfortable for you to use because you're yeah. so used to like actual kick and like heavy weapons. Yeah. It's something this light. Because um, the, the joke people make about lightsabers where it's like everyone thinks it'd be like sword fighting, but it isn't because there's no weight. So it's actually just swinging around like a handle. A handle, yeah. And there's no there's no sense of like distance or anything else. So it would actually be very hard to fight with. And similarly for you, this is the equivalent of a sword made of light. You're just like, meh. I will <laughs> attempt to not crush this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you immediately like break the trigger guard off so your finger can fit in. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, wait, so what kind of gun is it? Uh, it's a las gun. It's a las gun. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think like in, in like a classic laser rifle if for visual yeah. visual sake. Um, It'd be the, the M16 of the current military, just like yes, nice yes, range. Exactly. Claw. And I think Marnie, we could safely say. <clears throat> that based on your size, um, you using this one-handed would be fine. Cool. Um, particularly because you're used to the kick of like heavy machinery. Yeah. Um, great. Um, so um, in terms of uh, the um, the actual um, Vicodin um, distillery, um, she says, unfortunately, my lord, this is where things do get somewhat more complicated. Um, the uh, the glorious regals um, are camped out outside of the uh, the the force wall um, to keep the, uh, the inside safe for for visitors and and tourists and and um, uh, lords of Terra, you know, bigwigs who who decide to to come and visit. Um, Mister Vicodin himself uh, is um, remains uh, in a, a, uh, an orbital uh, facility off planet. Um, in the uh, the planet's orbit, uh, but he has been known uh, to visit the factory if there are any major disruptions um, or major VIP visits or, or events. Um, in fact, I, I have heard uh, that Inquisitor Billingberg may be meeting with uh, Mr. Vicodin um, aboard that orbital station um, currently. So you you may be able to get a message to your fellow Inquisitor uh, if that would serve the Emperor. Um, in terms of getting inside, um, soldiers aren't allowed in. The regals aren't allowed in. Uh, occasionally, the general will go in, but no one else. Um, that said, she does mention the requisition carts um, that are um, uh, the only way she can think of to get safely inside the facility. Um, she describes the vehicles, Tyler, that you saw 
um, on your way in, uh, sort of the the flatbed um, with essentially um, like it's not like just a, a flatbed with no uh, sides. It it does feel a little bit like a, a dumpster on wheels um, okay. with a with a scoop up front. Um, and she says uh, that uh, the uh, those vehicles um, frequently travel uh, past the force wall in and out. She's not quite sure what they're bringing to and from the uh, distillery. Um, although, of course, uh, Vicodin is a very popular beverage amongst the troops, so she thinks it might just be um, taking ruined things from the battlefield that might be useful to the factory in, and then usually Vicodin um, supplies come out. Uh, but given the amount of machinery that gets ruined um, on the battlefield, there's a lot of like parts and pieces that, that can be requisitioned. Um, she describes... Uh, Vicodin as a uh, a vaguely uh, techno-feudal um, society. So much like uh, the Alexander Keith's factory in Nova Scotia, or if you go to like an abbey where they brew beer, there's a, the society seems to have kept the vestiges of um, feudalism um, and feels like what probably if this plant didn't exist would be a fairly feudal society, except uh, Vicodin set up shop here. So as a result, he's kind of enlisted them, but kept them all like it, it's a, in a lot of ways, it, it feels like almost a tourist town um, like old Montreal or any of these places where it's like, mm-hmm. they've really kept up the vestiges, which makes sense with what you've seen of the factory itself, which seems very old school from like the ground up and then be- beyond kind of the second story. It's like full fucking industrial nightmare town. So all that to say, um, because it is a vaguely feudal society, there is great interest in ruined battlefield tech uh, that can be repurposed for for things. Um, that said, uh, these carts do seem to to travel in and out fairly frequently. So her recommendation, if you needed to get in quietly without raising the attention of the uh, cabal of heretics, uh, she says with with a, a slight curl to her lip, um, smuggling yourselves aboard these vehicles would likely be the best way. All right, and then we're either find a message service, find some sort of spaceport to give us access to the one in space, or we have to cause a non-harmful, of course, of course, we need to protect this world for the Emperor, but a non-harmful disruption of service, which could bring Glasgow down for us to speak with him, correct? Yes, the, the, if, if you need to speak with him, that would be would be best. Excellent. All right, Lynn. Where are these carts and how do we get to them? Like, just like, can you draw me a map on this napkin? <laughs> I get from here <laughs> yeah. to the carts. Um, so she outlines that um, the ones that you saw heading out into the battlefield after this most recent engagement will be heading through shortly. Um, there is a, uh, they, they travel through this camp um, fairly quickly. They don't really stop, but they are traveling slowly as they're not, they're not speedy vehicles. They're again on tracks. So they're, they move like tanks. Um, so uh, the uh, the most recent uh, supply run should be be traveling through here soon. Um, they will be inspected um, at the shield wall, uh, and then beyond that, will be t- she she isn't sure, but um, as she understands it, from there they'll go to some some sort of processing facility to redistribute whatever they've uh, scavenged from the battlefield. Do you know what kind of security screening it is? Is it just like a scan? Does someone go through? I don't expect you to know, but I'm just looking for what I can get. Um, as I understand it, uh, sir, since it is overseen by the the emperor's servants, um, the the glorious regals, um, they they're pretty confident um, that that the security is safe. Uh, it's it's merely a checkpoint to ensure that uh, uh, everything is is taken 
care of. But no, I, I don't believe there are scans. They're likely light checks, but we haven't seen any anything too thorough. They come and go constantly, so they're. It would seem to me that there can't be too too much by the way of security. Excellent, excellent. All right. Now, I don't wish to harm any of your fellows in your unit, of course, because you're all loyal servants of the Emperor. Is there a way for us to get out of this tent and towards those traveling things without needing to do that? Or is this a situation where you could call off some guards and we could unfortunately punch you so that it looks convincingly like you weren't involved? I don't want any blowback on you from the cabal. Um, sir, that that would be best. Uh, if you wouldn't mind... Um, uh, uh, punching me for the emperor, um, I, I will be happy to uh, create a distraction. Wonderful. Let's uh, let's do that. Is everyone else? Uh, should we do this now? Should we wait until like a shift change or something? What's best timing for you? Um, yeah. So there, uh, the uh, the vehicles will be coming through shortly. Um, so there isn't a lot of time. Uh, she recommends doing it now. Wonderful. Uh, and then he just looks over. And is like Marnie. Do you have your clothes on? Uh, I think by now I do. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Atticus Marnie, from what I understand, we're going to be going to try to either hide ourselves in or take over a transport to get through the wall. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Anything you say. All right, where should I punch you? Um, she smiles at you just with utmost confidence and says, may the emperor guide your hand. Great. And he clocks her one right in the face. Uh, she goes, ow! Uh, and uh, stumbles uh, away. And as she does, she gives you a, a quick thumbs up. Um, and then just she does a full shoulder sprint at uh, the um, uh, the sort of central tent pole uh, and just throws her shoulder through it. Um, and uh, the, the tent begins to collapse toward her in the front. As it does, um, the line of the back of the tent starts to rip up. Um, providing you an opportunity to slip out. That said, there are still soldiers out there. So do you want to go stealthily or do you want to go punchily? Like they're they're distracted by the tent collapsing. They're trying to keep it up. You still need to like get past them somehow. I think the attempt would be stealth. uh, But if we have to, punch, punch. Great. Um, So if I could get uh, stealth checks all around, please. Uh, Difficulty of two. Um, you're going to get a boost dice from the collapsing tent and the distraction. Um, the guards are uh, actively panicked, um, which helps a bit. Uh, and yeah, that's it on my end. Um, you currently have two story points available to you. Two successes, one threat. Okay. Uh, four successes, two advantage. Okay. Two successes, four advantage. Hot damn. Um, so you guys managed to slip out, uh, as, um, she continues to flail. Um, Regina is like flailing inside the tent, like pretending to fight you. Um, and, uh, she's like, no one messes with the glorious regals and their military police. Um, and, uh, she's doing a great job. Honestly, she, she missed her calling. Uh, it's a bit like that parachute game you play as kids, um, going on in there. Um, she's playing all the roles. She's like doing Atticus's voice. Um, she's doing the, the Inquisitor's voice. It's a whole thing. Um, and, uh, the three of you managed to slip, um, sort of along the, the edge of the tent line. Uh, you see other, um, uh, sort of triage tents set up. Uh, you see, uh, Colesti working. She like catches your eyes. You walk as you sneak by, um, Atticus, uh, and just nods to you. Um, in kind of like a, I'm aware that something's afoot, but I just don't give a shit, um, kind of <laughs> way. And then they go back to, uh, their, their work. 
Um, and uh, sure enough, um, there are these big clumsy vehicles rolling along. Um, the uh, the flatbeds on the back are again kind of like um, I think if you were to order um, any of those services that come to like pick up your junk. Um, or are outside a um, like a, a renovation or anything else. So a sort of a dumpster type of, of back, but you know bigger and, and longer. Um, these have been secured um, with uh, with a tarp. So there's a, a tarp that is um, hooked all the way along um, to cover uh, the salvage from uh, from the elements. Um, there are a bunch of these these trucks moving. Um, with those rolls, um, you manage to uh, successfully make it to the trucks. Um, and is the plan to just kind of sneak up under the, just like pop up the tarp, hop inside, pull down. That seems like the easiest answer. Yeah, if we can just yeah. and then like get some shit over ourselves so we're not visible if somebody just peeks. Um, so uh, uh, the three of you doing that little like crouch run uh, that I do in stealth games all the time. Yeah. Um, get up next to the the vehicle and um, kind of nod to each other. And as as one, you all kind of like hoist yourselves up um, and uh, flip into the cart. Uh, you're expecting uh, to feel the the sharp edges of of, sh- of shrapnel and and. Uh, uh, sort of wreckage um, digging into you. So everyone kind of braces. Um, but instead you hit something soft uh, and squishy. And as uh, the three of you uh, look down, uh, you realize that the entire flatbed is full of dead orcs. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU, the Daily Planet's style desk, 
car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! Oh my God, he could kill himself! Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Ta-da. Superhuman Public Radio. Super human stories the only limits are your imagination and i have a wild imagination new episodes every wednesday wherever you get your podcasts this is spr name the supervillain and we've done the gig but these wall street types that lack the answers to yikes